Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the show. She's back. Lucille Alain-Pesant is talking to us about NHS Reset Days. My name is Chris Sutton. This is Mental Conversations. I'm sure I can be so Boom. And we're live. I'm sat looking at the, the gorgeously smiley face of Lucille Alain-Pesant. Uh, waving her hands, looking all excited for those who are, everyone's only listening, but never mind. Um, how are you doing, Lucille? I'm good, thank you. Um, um, I really enjoyed the spring vibes, and now it starts raining again. It's crazy. What is that? We had two or three days of sunshine, of playing in the garden, yeah. and then, um, and yeah, now it's a little bit almost like sleet. <laughs> it's like the winter yeah. is returned. Yeah. Exactly. But never mind, never mind. Me and you will bring the sunshine into people's lives today. Um, so they can. That's the goal. <laughs> whatever you're doing out there, if you're out for a run or sat on your sofa, just feel nice, warm glow of us two having a chat. Um, so you've talked to us about loads of different things, but today um, you're going to tell us about a project that you were involved in and yeah. uh, we're going to discuss that. So do you want to talk us about, tell us about the NHS reset days that you were involved in? Yeah, absolutely. So um, in the fall of 2021, we started a series of reset days for the adult critical care team for the Leeds Teaching Hospitals. Um, We call them reset days because they're not away days. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not about having some fun and then going back to the hospital and potentially a challenging situation. Um, It was really the the, the overall goal was to give people the time and space to share about, think about, digest what has happened to them in the past year and a half back then, Mm. uh, following on the first waves of COVID and the new reality for them as critical care workers um, in Leeds, really. They went through a lot and the the, um, management team approached us. So I say us because I worked with um, Simon, from Optimus Team Learning on this. So we worked in in partnership Um, and they approached us to come up with an experience that would be meaningful and impactful and inspire the team to prioritize their well-being, really. Mm. So that was a pitch. (laughs) What a year, but that's, I mean, it's amazing. Like to have... Because, you know, we, we all know about like how much stress the NHS is under and we all know yeah. about the incredible work um, that, pe- that the NHS and people who work for, for the NHS have done and continue to do through this, you know, awful pandemic. Um, so the idea when you were talking to me about having been like commissioned to to talk to them about well-being and focusing on their own well-being is like it's exciting because it's like, you know, yeah. these people need to look after themselves and need the support yeah. and the the kind of permission to go and, you know, to look after themselves. So to yeah. have something like a, I, I really like the term a reset day, mm-hmm. um, you know, is a really is a really nice idea and really worthwhile from what you've told me you know, previously. So how did you go, so how did you go about it? Because what we'll do, sorry, so before you answer, what we'll do, obviously, you know, like for this podcast, we like people to get like things that, uh, things out of it that they can do themselves. So the reason I wanted you to talk about it is because I'm sure there'll be things that you'd like share with us that people will go, ooh, 
I could try that. I could and try that. Yeah. There's some good innovative stuff you use. So, but like, how did you even start? How did you approach it to begin with, with Simon? <laughs> Um, we just bounced ideas and we, we wanted to take people through a journey. We didn't want them to come, have fun, eat some scones, have a massage and go home and, you know, mm -hmm. for nothing to, to really be talked about. So we took them through a journey um, and through a series of activities. And we had a few goals in mind. Uh, we wanted people to uh, experience a treat. Uh, you know, for the management team to say thank you for your hard work and for everything you've done in the past year and a half. So the, well, the word treat was really important to us. And we also wanted them to feel valued. Um, but yeah, and, and then we wanted them to be inspired. So um, with these goals in mind, um, we gathered everybody in the morning um, for a nice breakfast And then we did a bit of introduction, a bit of team building, usually with lots of laughter in the room. Um, so that one worked really well. A bit of, you know, some kind of light activity to set the mm -hmm. tone. Um, then we got them to do an activity where they have to choose images that are meaningful for them or that represent the, the past year and a half for them and then share with their tables so they worked in small groups so just so then, with, the, with with that sorry so yeah. did you so you had like you I know I obviously know the answer to this already but for those listening <laughs> so you had like hundreds of pictures lots of different yeah. pictures like on tables yeah and then just said pick one that represents like how you're feeling or that means something to you I really like yeah. that as an activity Yeah, it's really nice. And then what we saw is that people could take it at the level they wanted to take it. So mm. some of them were not, didn't really want to share anything about, you know, their feelings. And that's absolutely fine because we set the tone and create that safe space where, you know, you don't have to take part into activities. If you don't want to, the door is, op the door is always open. Mm. Um, We are mental health first aider. So if at any point you feel it's too challenging, you know, just come see us. We can have a chat and see how we can best support you. So we create that safe space. Mm -hmm. And then when we put the images, images um, out, people um, choose some some of them I've overheard conversation where they're like, oh, I have a cat and a dog because I love cats and dogs. That's mm -hmm. it. That's Well, that's how I feel <laughs> any, right now. And any that's hidden where, meaning? <laughs> that, that's the depth at which I want to go. And it's absolutely yeah, fine. it's fine. Yeah, yeah. And then in, on some of the tables, we really had um, deep, meaningful sharing of people who really um, uh, went into the depth of how they, they were feeling and what the past couple of years, actually, how it impacted them hmm. as a human being. Um, so that activity actually worked really well. And um, it also just enabled them to connect with their colleagues um, because the words are really busy. They had they never had so many people in intensive care as yeah. actually had you know, bet, yeah. um, over the first few waves. Um, it's getting easier now um rightly so I guess yeah but uh, it's um so it was so busy that they didn't get a chance to actually connect on another level it was just all about doing the things and you know caring for for people 
without prioritizing their own well-being and without really looking into how they were feeling. It was just all about doing because that's what we got to do right now we're in the crisis um and then a year and a half later it was still quite intense over the fall and winter on the word but the, the the message was you you are here and we invited you here and it's this is important mm. this is clinically necessary yeah. for you to look after your well-being. I think that's the biggest, the big message that came across in the feedback at the end uh, for people to actually um, acknowledge that their their well-being is also essential. It's a priority, isn't it? Yeah. And, you yeah. know, interestingly, there's, you know, for those people who, you know, even outside of the NHS, who work in whatever industry, or even if it's just about your own kind of COVID kind of fatigue if you like of just being yeah. battered for the last two and a bit years now whatever like with with all the restrictions and masks and things changing and you know as you yeah. know I'm sat here today with my little boy on the sofa because he's got COVID and he's absolutely <laughs> fine you know he's absolutely fine <laughs> but he's not allowed to go to school because he's uh, yeah. tested positive and so all of that kind of confusion and the things you miss out on and the people you miss and the all of that you know it's really important to have that time and that kind of, again, that word, that reset, that kind of giving yeah. yourself the permission to to try and reset a little bit and, yeah. uh, and look after you. And it's okay to, you know, um, feel bad. It's okay to feel guilty. It's okay to be struggling. Mm. Because to put it really, you know, transparently and bluntly, there's so many many people die and mm. many more than what they used to yeah. they they used to uh be close to death because they work in intensive care so you know usually people who come to this world are um in critical care situation critical yeah. situations but in this in the first but so before we actually knew um what how to treat COVID and what COVID was, you know, remember there was a lot of unknown about that. Mm. Um, There's so many people die. And this is in itself, just this in itself is, um, is very traumatic and hard Mm. to, uh, you know, come to, come to peace with, I guess. Um, But then what we also figured out is that you had the, the team that was working really hard um and that experience what i just described but then you also had part of the team uh, some of them were shielding some of them uh had you know a loved one or a close uh, relate relation that was shielding so they couldn't come to work mm. some of them were on maternity leave so they they couldn't come to work so you also had um a big part of the team that felt really guilty uh of oh, not wow, being yeah. able to that that critical work that the rest of the team was doing so that's why it was really important to us to create that safe space and to remind everybody that you know no matter where you were no matter what you went through we all have a COVID story yeah and your COVID story is as relevant as you know one of your colleagues so your feelings are valuable there's no and guilt. you know that and that that's a that's a positive thing it just in itself is to be able to for you to kind of say that during that day and be able to acknowledge that 
acknowledge that because we do i think sometimes is you know it's human nature that we will look at others and think you know like and sometimes be like they oh, had it harder they had yeah. it harder or they had it easier or they had it yeah. you know and just that comparing uh, and that comparison can be damaging to the way you then behave and the way yeah. you feel so to have that acknowledgement is quite a powerful thing you know to yeah. let people know yeah. we're all coming yeah, from different places and I guess it's true in life in general so it was true for the critical care team uh you know because we worked with them closely and I think it's it's just something that can be true for anyone we all have a COVID story and I feel really lucky because I don't have any close um um member of my family or close friends that experienced it really hard mm. but still I mean it was really hard to be with a two-year-old in lockdown and pregnant with my second child and yeah. there's you know my hardship is also valid and I think it's just of course you're not going to go on about how hard it was for you in front of someone who re you who lost a loved one or who was on the front line in the critical care unit. But I think in terms of how you're feeling, and I think this is true for anyone listening here, um, how you're feeling is is valid. And, um, yeah. you know. There's a thing that, there's a, you know, uh, everyone has their own map of the world, don't they? And yeah. and it's, it's right, it's only right to kind of respect that, that other people are kind of living their own. Like you, you And it, it, it's just... I don't know. It's that I, I probably I might even have said this to you on this podcast, but like um, comparison is the thief of joy. I love that expression. Yeah, yeah, and it is if you yeah. compare, you're already you're going to lose. You can't. Yeah. Because if you compare <laughs> and you think, yeah, I'm doing better than that person. Well, that doesn't really <laughs> doesn't really help you. <laughs> and if you compare and think I'm not doing as well as that person, that certainly doesn't help you. So it's just yeah. not it's just not worth it. It's just worth kind of focusing on your own on your own stuff um so so what so what did you do um next on next, the days then? yeah so yeah breakfast and then team building then uh, that activity I just described then we did a bit of gratitude practice um to get them to um shift that negative bias of of the brain you know when we always uh, focus on that negative thing that happened to us but actually we can't focus on joy or mm. on the positive things that happened to us so a bit of gratitude practice um, in groups again and then individually um, to get the attendees to write a gratitude list of you know what happened to them in the past couple of days and then uh, we take them through different steps for them to thank someone in the family and the friend groups or or um colleague and then afterwards we played a video that is that you can see on you can watch online now um which is gratitude from the patients who were on the ward that said thank you to uh the team so the patients who wow. made it and who survived who said uh thank you to them wow and that video is actually currently playing at Leeds City Museum um, as well. So for anyone who wants to, yeah, to yeah. watch it, it's also there. And that video was interesting because um, Simon and I went head down thinking, yeah, this is going to be great. And, you know, can you imagine patients who made it saying thank you, how powerful it is. And yes, it is very powerful. 
But at the same time, it was also really painful for some of the attendees because it was taking them back to a very difficult place. Mm. They recognized some of the names, they recognized some of the patients, and they also recognized the stories that the patients were say, were talking about. So it was taking them back to um, a, a very difficult memory that it's probably a bit too raw or too mm -hmm. soon. And we had not anticipated that enough. And also, it was also reminding them of all the patients that they had lost. So yeah. it was an interesting um, dynamic. Obviously, we were there to um, support them, have a chat afterwards. And what we realized also is that because we went through these different activities before, when the video stopped and we had a break, people actually sat on the tables and kept sharing. And that's where the stories came out. Mm -hmm. That's where that's when the feelings came out. So it was not necessarily, uh, wow, can you imagine we made this and they're so grateful for us. Because yeah. it was really mixed feelings at this stage. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I do think, again, that that's um, a little bit of human nature, particularly for someone whose chosen profession is a caring profession where you're, you know, like, with all due respect, you don't, I don't think people do something in the public sector for the money. You know, you don't go and like, yeah, you don't go and do something working for the NHS because you think, oh, yes, I'll, I'll be really rich. <laughs> like you, you do it because you care. And yeah. so it's quite um, an alien concept, I think, for some people to accept praise or gratitude, you know, and certainly to give it to themselves because yeah. you're more likely to focus on those people that you that were lost rather yeah. than the ones you saved. And I've heard people saying, you know, you know, well, it's just my, I'm doing my job. That's my job. Yeah. And you yeah. think, well, God, you know, it's a bit different from my job, putting on a headset <laughs> and tapping on my keyboard, you know, like it's, yeah. you know, this is a crazy and an amazing job where you're impacting on people's lives. The, the other, the other thing is, it's just that element of being able to connect with people, isn't it? You know, yeah. like at the reset days, it reminds me of um, essentially like a um, a souped up, like a power charged peer to peer yeah. support group yeah. where, mm -hmm. you know, where we've both been involved in those kind of sessions and you can get a little bit of feet shuffling and people not wanting to look at each other to start with. But then half an hour in or an hour in, you can't shut yeah. people up because they're absolutely desperate to share their story and yeah. and and have and listen to other people's stories and uh, that shared experience absolutely. and that shared yeah. knowledge of oh it's not just me is unbelievable yeah. in terms of helping yeah. you um, you know support your absolutely. own well being absolutely yeah and also realizing because we it's a team of about five hundred people and we took them uh, thirty at a time. Obviously, you know, for uh, logistics uh, reasons, you know, people still needed to work on the word. Um, but 30 at a time from different um, backgrounds, different experiences, different roles. And um, we realized that it actually worked to um, relate on another level and also to, to realize that, oh, this person really looked like they had it all together. Yeah. But I've just had a chat with them and 
it was hard for them too. So it's, you know, always putting things into perspective and say, you know, that face that you put on at work because that's your job and you got to do this and you're the manager. So you have to role, you know, be a role model. Play the role, yeah. Yeah. Um, It doesn't mean that, you know, behind that mask, you, you have it easy. Yeah. Interesting use of mask. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but but it it is and it and I think and the the same thing goes for just people in general looking after their own well-being is Mm. when you make it when you build a team around it around your own well-being it's a lot more powerful so Mm. you know if you've got a group of individuals they're definitely not going to perform as well as a team you know, that, and a team that are doing well. And you see this in, I was listening to something yesterday and I was, it was like a sports team. I can't even mm-hmm. remember the sport, but they were getting beaten every week. And they just, they kind of came together for like an away day or a session mm-hmm. or whatever. And they had like a good hard look at what they were doing, whether it was tactics, mm-hmm. whether it was, and they, and they realized that some of the relationships weren't great between the players. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. were like, three players that were really good mates over here and three over here that were really good mates, but they didn't really talk to each other. Mm. But then you've got to go out and gel and work together to get the best performance as a team. And it's a team sport and there's a winner and a loser, but the same, same thing goes for any team you're in. You really want to have that cohesive kind of good relationship with people. You don't have to be best mates in some respects. You don't even have to like each other, but you have to know each other's role and, and and work out a way that you can communicate with each other that's yeah. effect, that's effective so yeah. I'd imagine your reset days had a really good you know like impact on that yeah yeah we didn't talk about it directly but the series of activities was about bonding because then after the gratitude um activity we went on and did an art collaboration um where so we invited them to fold butterfly origamis so introduce the practice how it works and where they're to support and what we could witness is that um there was some teamwork on the table so you know one of them was one attendee was doing really well and then helping the other to fold the origamis and now the and we commissioned an artist Amy Grundle to uh, do an art installation with all the origamis. And that was our idea on how to bring 500 people together that come through the reset days 30 at a time. So the installation is now on at Lee City Museum until I think the 6th of June, if I remember correctly. Fantastic. Uh, 2022, if you're listening to this in 2023, <laughs> 2024, I'm you sorry missed you it. missed it. You missed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing because in this um, installation, you, you have all the whole team coming together in a, me- in a meaningful way. Um, you have some pictures of uh, them on the word, some pictures of them folding origamis, some quotes, and the video, the gratitude video that I just talked about is also in that exhibition. So it's uh, for us, it was a way to bring them all together as a team. And what we could w- witness what, while this was happening was that they were actually collaborating, supporting each other with skills that they don't necessarily use in the, in the workplace. 
Mm. And you, you know, it was one of the you sent me the film and um, and uh, like of, and it shows you shows it shows the installation and it's so like I keep using this word powerful today, but it's so mm. powerful the images like and and it's beautiful as well. It's like a really amazing <laughs> thing. So I recommend anyone goes and and takes a look at it. Um, and that's that was one of the things when you were talking about coming on the show and talking about this that was the thing kept going around in my head yeah. was about pointing people towards the exhibition because it's so worthwhile mm. and I know not everyone's in Leeds um and some people around the world might be going where where's Leeds it's in the north of England <laughs> Get <yourself laughs> over here. Um, but one of the things I wanted to ask you was um you mentioned it you mentioned it like uh, at the very beginning but I don't think people thought would think that it was actually something that happened you talked about cream tea yeah, <laughs> you talked about yeah. scones tell we us did. about tell us about the scones <laughs> um so one of the one of our goals were for the team to experience a treat so in, it, i described the morning activities um broadly after that we had lunch and then in the afternoon it was um all about treats thinking okay we've dealt with the hard stuff if you wanted to you didn't have to do it but you know we we've given you the time and space hmm. to talk about it digest um share realize what has happened then a nice lunch and then in the afternoon they had a choice of activities so they could choose between uh, going for a walk in the woods um because we did the reset days at the mansion in Ronde park yeah so we're close to nature so they could go for a walk um they could have a massage so we had a team of massage therapists on site they could have a dance class or um laughter yoga or chocolate meditation wow or and this is very important do nothing yeah we had a room so for people who had a 10-15 minute massage then you know between the end of the massage and the next activity they had access to a room with games coloring activities tea and coffee just so that they can actually connect on another level mm. and that actually was really important to us when we designed the days um, so if someone just wants to chill chat have a game do some coloring we have to give them the opportunity to do so yeah. we don't want to push people to do activities and then you know uh not sit down with their feelings or with their mates really mm -hmm. and then after that after so they had uh, the choice and they had to choose two activities and then after that we gathered for cream tea so there were scones with cream and jam and <laughs> a debate about jam first or cream first. Come on, tell us what you are. Are you jam first or cream first? I'm butter. There's no cream. <laughs> it's, it's butter and that jam. Is. Right, right. We're ending this call right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there, there was um, a nice treat. And then after that, we gathered for a kind of closing message and um, uh, acknowledgement with an, an invitation for them to make a decision about their own well-being, you know, be, with all the activities we've done and all the different uh, things they've experienced, what do they decide to do to prioritize mm. their well-being right now? And um, yes, yeah, so it was all about treats in the afternoon and it seemed to work quite well. 
It's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence that the word eat is in treat, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, never. The, the um, I, I mean, I, I love that idea. And like, as we're, as we're talking about this, I think this is something that, you know, I'm hoping people will pass on to managers and will yeah. pass on to like leaders within their organizations yeah. and say, look, this yeah. is something that's really worthwhile. Because so t- tell us a little bit about like what kind of feedback you've had from from those people who attended. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the feedback was um, overwhelmingly positive. I mean, obviously, uh, we had people who said that um, it was not their kind of thing. But for I think all the respondents, we had 98 percent of them that would recommend the reset days to others. So that was the, the big majority. Hmm. And the overall, they scored the overall day experience um, 8.8 out of 10. So we know that the day was a success. Now, for us, the important measure was um, to measure well-being and hmm. how uh, if we had an impact on the well-being scores. So we did uh, we asked people to score their well-being uh, the day before they attended the reset days at the end of the day and then four weeks after just to see if we had an impact on the day and then an impact on um you know a long-lasting impact and um the well-being the well-being scores increased for all events and the average is a 31 percent increase on the day mm-hmm. so we know that it, the day actually was beneficial now, we also know that when you experience such a day that works well and you feel valued and that you experience a treat, you got the opportunity to reset, you have a peak, yeah. and then you might actually come down. So we did a four weeks measure after. And uh, we realized that um, 49% of the respondents say that they had a key takeaway from the day that was to prioritize self-care. So, you know, half of them um mentioned that prioritizing their well-being was the key takeaway and then four weeks after 70 percent of participants say that they've have some form of lasting effect from little to strong four weeks after their reset days so we know that it actually works that that was the, the that's overall fantastic. that is idea. fantastic <laughs> do you know it, one of the one of the really key points there that you've said and i know i bang, i bang this drum all the time that term self-care you know yeah it we do especially in a working environment there's quite a lot of us that kind of expect a lot of the organization we work for and I don't think yeah. there's anything wrong with having that expectation I think it, I think the organization should look after their their employees and also it's really important that people look after themselves yeah and that you you stay on that kind of that side of the fence that's like well I'm driving this I'm the person that has the most control over this the most like opportunity to change or opportunity to you know um yeah yeah, change my behavior or change things I'm doing my tendencies because an organization is going to struggle you know you're with yourself 24 hours a day an organization is only focused on you in one-to-ones or in the trying to get you into staff networks and things like that so you know that self-care I don't know. Some people don't like the term and it's a bit kind of roll your eyes, but it's really important that you look after yourself, isn't it? I think for me, I always come down to 
if you don't look after you well yourself, nobody will. Mm-hmm. And um, I think and it's it's really hard for me as a mom, a business owner, a passionate about well-being person, because I'm the one working, you know, in the evening to yeah. schedule email. And I think if anyone in this call receives an email at 8 a.m., it's because I've I've probably scheduled it when I was working at 11 p.m. <laughs> Just to not look like the person that is working at 11 p.m. Yeah. Because that's the reality. That's my current, you know, reality. Yeah. Absolutely. But I also know that this is my most um, productive time of the day is after bedtime. Yeah. For the kids. When the kids are in bed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Somehow there's no distraction. I know that I, I get a couple of hours where I'm the most productive. I can achieve a lot. So mm. it's fine uh, for me. But I also know that I'm not an early person. You can't do both. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I know that if I work in the evening, then I need to sleep a little longer or do you know more easier brain activities in the morning so I think that's that's the thing about uh, you don't have to do everything right as you think you should be doing the things right you don't mm. have to stop working at five and be in your comp- in front of your computer at eight and you know just rush through everything you don't have to do yoga if you don't like yoga. You no, don't have it's about to. you, isn't it? And it's about yeah. individualizing it for yourself and realizing yeah. there's lots of different things out there. Just try them all. Try them one at Finding a time. Finding what works. Yeah. See what but works if you don't you. prioritize your well-being, no matter what you do with all your different hats, um, then you're not going to be able to wear those hats anymore. So if you don't prioritize your well-being as a parent, then you're not going to be able to be a parent. Yeah. Because you, you might, you know, experience some kind of parental burnout that we talked about, you know, in the previous podcast. You might feel disconnected. You might be short temper. If you don't look after yourself as a business owner, then nobody is going to look after your business because, you know, it's it's you. It's your identity. It's a great way to finish it. It is. It is <laughs> you know, it is. You know, it's, it's about ourselves and how we look after ourselves and use the opportunities we have through things that our organizations offer us like to our yeah. benefit um, and Lucy- so before the um before just before we finish sure. i would like just to also say if you don't prioritize your well-being as a carer whether you work in a critical care unit or any type of um caring environment uh, then you're not going to be able to care for the people you care for um mm-hmm. so it's, it's 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 not important it's actually essential yeah. And necessary to find things that work for you to prioritize your yourself, your well-being, and um, make sure that you can cope with all the different challenges uh, that come your way. Amazing! It's a bit like that thing on an airplane when the uh, when it says if you're ch- traveling with a child or a vulnerable person, put your oxygen mask on first. <laughs> yeah, before exactly. you, you need to breathe. <laughs> you need to breathe. But Lucille, thanks so much for coming on. If people want you to come and sort their organization out and help them, uh, how do they get in touch with you? My company is called Mindit. It's mind-it.co.uk and we do well-being workshops, training and consultancy in workplaces. And we also organize those reset days that work for um care in you know care industry let's say so the nhs or any type of um organization in the care industry 
But I also believe it would work in any type of organization or setting, just mm -hmm. because we Absolutely. all have a COVID story. Yeah, thanks so much, Lucille. Everyone, get in touch with Lucille. She'll come and sort your life out. Um, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it as always. Thank you. And thanks everyone for listening. Another episode will be winging its way to you soon. Cheers, everyone. Bye.